The HMS civilization has appeared in the atmosphere above Gloria. Its solar sails begin raining down pure destruction on the planet. And from the three primaries hanging from the umbilical cords of the ship, uh, these primaries are just raining kaiju and slasher down. Like It's just literally raining man hallelujah up in this bitch right now. So, I have all ten of your allies written on the sheet here. And as this battle continues, I'm going to periodically roll a d10. And when a number comes up, that ally will be hit by one of the 25 d10 beams from the HMS civilization. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read this list now. So, and you're going to see the rolls on the roll 20, so you know this is for real. Number one is the Suchinoko. Number two is Volhard. Number three is Pearl in the Mana War, representing the Caravellas. Number four is the Illithids. Number five is Objectivus. Number six is Akara. Number seven is Sigrid. Number eight is the Tarasks. Number nine is the Solitaires. And number ten is the Witchlight. They can't do anything to the Witchlight, can he? Well, several of these numbers are ones you're going to want to hit because, yes, the Tarasks can heal. And the Witchlight is not a physical thing. <laughs> so those are good numbers to roll. And, like, for real, we kind of want Volhard dead, don't we? I mean, that seems a little, I mean... Would it be convenient? A little mean. We don't gotta kill the man. What was the number for the Tarasks, did you say? Uh, Tarasks is eight. And uh, what's his uh, baby slug is ten. Okay, so eight and ten are good. Yes. <laughs> so that those those are the stakes going into the final boss fight. The bastards are the only ones who could end this because the greatest Dane can sever the chain that makes the HMS civilization hegemony itself. Once this chain is severed, it's just a bunch of goo wrapped around an old sh- it's an old warship. <laughs> so, any time wasted is your friends' lives on the line. No thank. Okay. Roll initiative. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. 19. 13. 11. 19. All right. So just to establish uh, this, what stands between us and, say, directly above the center of the HMS civilization? Thank you so much, Conrad. My brain could not form those words. Uh, hanging from the civilization uh, are three primaries hung by umbilical cords just like pendulously swinging in the upper atmosphere yeah. delightful you've just fought one of these things you know exactly what they are what they can do and they are just bleeding kaiju and slashers on the planet it's a just a rain of death from anything that's going to try to approach it from below in addition to the beams raining down and once again all your friends are just trying to be meat shields to disguise your approach they can't actually land the killing blow so what you're saying is that, uh, let's see here. Oh, Laura. Laura got a 19. That's great. Because Laura's the one with the stealth ability. Because here's the thing, is we ideally don't want to fight those first three because we want to save that transformation until we are as close to being in range as possible because we don't want to use it on these three and then realize there's some big fight in the middle and we don't have time to get to the big chain before we run out of chain slice. Chain slice. I mean, yeah, no, that summed it up pretty well. Yeah. 
So all four of the mechs are separated right now, but you can form Greatest Dane whenever you feel is the best tactical decision. Right now you're laying on the battlefield looking up at the HMS civilization in the sky as the, the, the reign of death begins and the troops rally for the final approach. Sasha, it's your turn. Um, Can you do anything to help our... If we're going to be very stealthy, probably in a minute, is there anything you can do to help our? Yeah, who's the mm. who's the worst besides me? Who's the worst? At uh, stealth, who's the least health? The least stealthy, yes, because I can give inspiration out. <laughs> I'm gonna Sasha's gonna eat chips until somebody tells me who wants it. I'll take it if no one's taking it. <laughs> they're the yeah, they're the big kind, so they're extra crunchy. Nice. So that's 1d8 for many things. Saving throws and... I have it right in front of me. Saving throws and ability checks or attack rolls. You get an extra d8. Okay, so everyone's getting into formation and we're going to do a um, pass without trace. So the whole party now gets plus 10 to stealth checks. And we're going to get stealthy. All right, so Kaiju and Slashers are raining down on the battlefield, and the bastards decide they're going to try to use uh, the rain and their allies and slip through unnoticed to get up to the civilization. An interesting strategy. I will, however, note that we have reached the 10-minute mark in the recording, which oh. means it's time for the first... Oh, no, you're, pun- you're punishing us for being actually slow. Oh, fuck. I was very clear yeah. at the beginning. Yeah, I know, but no... <laughs> The Sorry, fir- guys. Here comes the first roll. Now, I don't, I don't think it's reasonable that you're counting the time that was spent explaining this <laughs> rule to uh-huh. us, yeah, uh, against us. But you know, the, yeah, carry on. Four. What's four? Four is the Illithids. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the allies, objectivists, and subjectivists brought. So twenty-five. That is a hundred and forty-seven damage. As the Dreadnought, the Illithid's flagship, is bisected by a beam from the HMS Civilization and goes down in flames. That is not the entirety of the Illithid forces, but it is a major blow. This is, this is the bit where I want to shut you up and stop you doing flame attack so I can do my turn so no one else dies. Now, I'm not going to always do it 10, 10 on the spot. That was just a, a representative of how serious I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing my stealth roll. With my plus 10 advantage, 32 stealth. Okay, so you used your action to cast Pass Without a Trace, and then you're moving stealthily at 32? Uh, yep, 32 stealth, and I'm beginning to beginning to move the pack in, in stealth. 32 is incredible, obviously. In fact, I bet you probably used the flaming wreckage of the Illithid Dreadnought to disguise your approach as you lead the bastards up towards the civilization in the upper atmosphere. Is it like when someone, like, carries a bush? <laughs> <laughs> Probably stealthier than the, the end of Macbeth, which I assume was what you were referencing. Um, Dreg, I think it's your turn. Yeah, well, I mean, Dreg's just staying with the pack and continuing with movement. Uh, so just going to make a stealth roll. So you get plus 10 uh, plus your normal bonus. It's a botch. Uh, have, a re- have, a re- no! have a re-roll. Okay. Oh, man. You have 19. <sighs> You have no idea how, how how hard I'm gonna go on a botch. Holy yeah. shit! You're so lucky you can reroll. <laughs> are you happy? Are you happy with 19, comrade? I'm happy with 19. Okay, let's go with that. That's nearly a 20. That should be enough. We've got. Yeah, I'm happy fire. with 19. 19. Uh, listen, I'm uh, I'm trying to maintain stakes. I'm not trying to be an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> are we sure? Yeah. Uh, Big Star, it's your turn. Um, there have been 
So I'm yeah. going to establish about three things that I'm going to do and then roll because it's going to take time to roll them. So the first thing mm-hmm. is Big Star is giving Sasha his piece of cake so that Sasha has it. <gasps> uh, Big Star is basically saying to Sasha, God, I love you. You are the important one here. You presumably are the one that has the plan. And if you die, that all falls apart. So like a big star, like a like a soldier he is, Big Star is prepared to die for this mission if it means the uh, the troop survives. So he's giving that over. Then he's going to use his last spell slot to cast Cure Wounds on himself. Uh-huh. And he will get himself back. Yay! 11 hit points, which is actually super good. That's max hit points for what he could have gotten back. Heck! And then I'm going to move up with the rest of the pack, making my stealth wall as well, which was a 17. That's a four, which is very roll, very low. Which um, is very roll. Very <laughs> roll. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so nobody failed their stealth checks. So actually, you're not going to be attacked by any of the slashers or kaiju who are just raining down senselessly. They're, once again, they can't use tactics. They don't have brains. They're not really doing anything but falling through the air, slashing at anything that gets close. But between hiding in the wreckage of the Dreadnought and be- just following Melbeck's lead, jumping from um, you know advantageous uh, spot to spot in the sky here as you approach the civilization, uh, nobody takes any attacks which is good. Uh, Big Star, you're out of spell slots and you just gave away your cake, so something to be watching going forward in this fight is that you're in a pretty precarious situation, my dude. Not only that, I'm at health health. Oh my god. After the healing. I was at I was actually at lower hit points than Lauren when I gave away the cake. And both both of you were out of hit dice? Yeah, I used all my hit dice. Wow, this is gonna be a thing. Uh, things that can help, Chris. Uh, I can focus my healing spirit towards you if needed, and B, we've got rerolls. Like, I, I have a fresh batch of, of rerolls. So. I'm not super concerned with it right now. No, but just as it's it's there if you need it. Uh, so I'm gonna I lose my turn because all you succeeded on your stealth rolls. It's Sasha's turn again. But uh, I would like to keep. I haven't actually rolled stealth yet. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do that. Math. Captain Melbeck's so glad the, the pass of that trace is finally dope. Thirty-two. Yeah. I have some. I have something that's dope and isn't cheating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So last episode, we find out dragons are beasts and other caps are beasts. As far as the audience is concerned, shh, don't question it. In in this universe, they are. All right. So that's the second thirty, which means I you guys have passed another milestone in getting up to the civilization. This is going actually way faster. Than I thought, um, and it is now Captain Melbeck's turn. Captain Melbeck, uh, what do you do? Yeah, I'm debating mm, maybe using a hunter's mark here to target the ship and have that ready, so I can do extra damage on it. Yeah, let's go for that. Let's go hunter's mark on the ship for now. All right, you use your hunter's mark on the fleshy alien ship, and now if you attack yeah. it, you'll do bonus damage. Yeah, All and right. other than that, just continue stealthy moving. All right, um, so you've already su- massively succeeded, you and Sasha, so now it is um, Dreg's turn. Dreg, you have not massively succeeded. If you want to roll another stealth. I have not massively succeeded. I'd like to massively succeed. I would like you to botch, I, I... but that's just because of <laughs> childhood trauma. I know, because it's very entertaining. I understand. Did you say childhood uh, trauma? <laughs> that's what made me who I am. How about a 30? Fucking hell, that's a massive <laughs> success. We've got three 30s on the board, so... Uh, the, the team moves uh, uh, very, very uh, efficiently up there. Yeah, Laura? I love this fucking spell. <laughs> it's it's the tits. In fact, uh, all of you need to narratively describe to me your ascent to the civilization because you've passed the first stage of the final boss, which is getting to it. I, 
I'm I'm picturing it's kind of like one of those cutscenes in Bayonetta where you're like, you know, <laughs> all the bits of rubble are like flying down toward the ground, and you're literally just like leaping from one to the next, back and forth. Like you 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 are just mm-hmm. balleting across these pieces of falling debris as if they're nothing, and then eventually like breaking the cloud line of it. Mm. Yeah, just sort of like each piece of rubble, we're like sort of hitting it as we go past to knock up more dust so that we can't be seen. Sasha's doing finger guns and like rolling like a secret agent. Uh huh. So you've reached the civilization and it is now time for the second beam. No! <sighs> D10 time. In fairness, he's a minute earlier than 10. Is that no. who I think it is? Seven is Sigrid. Oh. oh I'm sorry. Oh. I thought it was objective. Mm. Here comes the damage, 25d10. Yeah. 144 damage. Uh, How's Sigrid dealing? Uh, Sigrid goes down uh, in a flaming wreckage. Sigrid is blasted. Her um, Graphene, we've talked about Graphene this season. You know how yeah. I feel about Graphene and its various properties. It's almost an erotic fixation this season. <laughs> um, yeah. She is hit directly on. Actually, we can make this even more dramatic, right? Like This seems like something where she throws herself in front of the group and is hit like square and goes down in a flaming like meteor down to the earth. And Big Star gets to like look out the window and be like, No! No, no. Just move forward. And don't let the sacrifice be in vain. I rolled a 30 for my stealth check following that. Big Star has watched many friends die before. And although a small tear escapes his eye, he is pressing forward with this. As, as Sigrid's death pushed you forward to be like, no, I must be the stealthiest to not make this be in vain. Big Star just knows too much loss to let it stop him from trying to win. <sighs> With the 30, uh, every single person on the team has hit the massive success, uh, what do you want to call it? Threshold. Threshold. Yeah. Uh, and the team reaches uh, the, the HMS civilization. You can land on this thing if you want. It is a, a massive leviathan of pulsing flesh, literal umbilical cords to mountain-sized planet-eating slugs, and it's uh, solar sails of, of membranous energy blasters on up on here that are just kind of undulating in the low atmosphere. Uh, what do you do? It is, it's back to Sasha. Sasha? I mean, we're on the ship, right? We're now at the point where we can cut the chain or try to get the cut in the chain. So we're going to do the thing, AKA magical girl into a great day and robot, but it does look like a dog. You coward. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The sailor moon music is playing right now. So I'm just, I'm buying a little time for it to properly build. Oh, he went with the English version. I see. That's the only one. And she's Serena to me. You fucking heathen. The English version. Mm. It's, it's the one in my heart. <laughs> so the team forms the Greatest Dane, and you can see this entire battlefield is absolutely covered in chains. They're not even separate chains at a certain point. Between your army, the three primaries, and everything they're making, it almost just looks like you're fighting in a column of light all around you. Um, but there is only one coming. Or no, I'm sorry. There are two. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Is, is there one for the ship and one for Cassius? There sure are. Okay. Oh. How close together are they? 
the one for the HMS Civilization is close to you. The one for Cassius is on the other side of the ship. Uh, you presume the part where it launches mechs, and that one is moving fast. Uh, we can't waste time. Yeah, let's chop chop. Yeah, snip snip. Get, get the the dreadnought done first, and then focus on the Cassius one. Yeah, yeah, because the Cassius one's the more mm, the more difficult of the two to deal with. Also, I want to savor murdering him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to savor murdering him. All right, so there's no resistance. This thing can't defend its chain that it doesn't know exists. Uh. It's a metaphysical concept no one has ever experienced besides you four. Um, and so the Greatest Dane easily cuts the chain of the HMS Civilization, which is no longer the fourth kind of Maxwell. And as the flesh sloughs off of it, it is only a Citadel-class Rygar warship. Only. Uh, which is still, <laughs> yeah, which is still one of the most advanced warships in the galaxy, the, the size of which is incredibly intimidating. Uh, the, I mean, the flesh sloughs off and the umbilical cords rip off too, and the primaries just begin falling to the surface, uh, undoubtedly causing terrifying damage. But things are unraveling quickly as... <sighs> As a new enemy approaches your position. Oh, heck, I have that Gundam model. <sighs> Should have killed that fucking yeah. hummingbird when I had the chance. <laughs> I know it's not her in there. I'm just saying. Uh, the red wolf approaches your position. It's flying at top speed. Uh, once again, if you don't recall, it's been a while since we've seen it. Uh, this is Cassius's personal military mech. It's bright red. Um, it has kind of like pseudo wings on the back of it that are its booster rockets, and it has two white hot plasma machetes that it already has ignited as it flies towards you. And over the, the intercom, over your communications devices, all of you just hear one word Bastards! <laughs> That's our name, don't wear it out. That, that name choice was, was the gift that she keeps on giving. Um. Cassius attacks. How about Cassius sucks it? <laughs> Is this a new initiative then? Um, yeah, I'm going to put roll into our old one, I think, here. Uh, ten, that's the same. It's not going to change anything. Um, so, because I rolled nine before. Uh, yeah, so Cassius flies in. Actually, everybody dexterity saving throw as he tries to carve you to bits with his plasma machetes. I rolled a 14. 27! 13? Uh, mm, do I re-roll mine? I gave you inspiration. Oh, yeah, that adds a d8, doesn't it? Yes. All right, so the DC was 17, so only Sasha succeeds? Sasha and Laura. Oh, shit. Or, uh, Sasha and Malbec, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get up to 18 because of that inspiration. All right, this, those uh, succeeders get seven damage. Everyone gets 14 as he begins slicing at the greatest aid, and there's just a sword fight. He has two machetes. You have one rapier and one uh, saber, so it's a, a double-wielding duel here on top of the HMS Civilization. Oh, like a Star Wars fight in the later prequel seasons. <laughs> yeah, it's a Star Wars fight on top of a warship which is shedding its disgusting, tumorous skin. Um, and Sasha, I believe it's your turn now. Can I? Can I? I can see his chain, right? Yes. Is he f too fast? Good question. You don't know. All right, I'm going to try. I will use my rapier attack to try and uh, get his chain. Uh huh. Oh no, that's a nine. Nope. Uh, so you lunge with your rapier at uh, his chain, and he boosts to the side, and you hear over the intercom, Cassius say, 
striking at invisible points of power beyond my ken. You will not defeat me so easily. Yeah, so I thought. Uh, at the end of your turn, legendary action, uh, 24. That's a hit. I can't just quietly shove some cake in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 12 damage, Sasha, as he slashes the Greatest Dane with a, a saber to punish you. And it is Melbeck's turn. He can still suck it. Uh, so I'm assuming the whole idea for the team is we're going to try and stop him moving, keep him in place. So I'm going to try and use Ensnaring Strike. Um, that's a bonus action. So I do my regular attack, I think. And if I hit... Yep, and next yeah. time you hit him, the arrow explodes and... Okay, yep, let's him. see if I can do that hit. Uh, 16, does that hit? It does not. Uh, what about my second attack? Uh, mm, that's... A botch. Uh, let's re-roll, let's re-roll that one. Juicy. <laughs> oh, uh, I never get to kill any player characters. No, neither of those is going to hit. Okay, that's an extra exhaustion for me, right. The duel of the fates continues, <laughs> playing in the background. Uh, okay, fine. Uh, Melbeck at the end of your turn, legendary action, uh, 16 to attack you. Uh, no, that, that, that doesn't hit my AC. Okay, nice. And it is now Dreg's turn. So uh, I'm going to radio Pearl, uh, and Dreg's going to order uh, her to send units to capture the HMS civilization, which is currently unmanned. So so in this pitched battle, I was assuming all the allies were just going to try to destroy the warship. You're saying the Caravellas won it? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. I had not... I had not... That had not occurred to me. Interesting. I mean, I it's not crude. We know that. They could just come in and take it. It has automatic defenses, so they'll have to fight for it. But yeah, I see what you're saying. I'm just trying to figure out there's got to be some way that we can get Cassius to move into a position that's predictable. Mm-hmm. I mean, this isn't supposed to be a puzzle. If you just beat him in a D&D fight, you can cut his chain. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. I'm glad you clarified. <laughs> the players are like, how do we solve this? And eventually you get to make just win the fucking fight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you beat his mech, then he can't dodge you. This isn't Star Fox 64. You don't have to fly underneath all the alcoves and then the right path will You've appear. You've been really on that Star Fox shit lately, Chris. <laughs> it's because I was was very poor as a child and only had a couple of video games. Oh, relatable, yeah. All right, well then, let's do some attacking. 24. Hit. Yeah, 12 does not, I assume. Does not. Speaking of old video games, because you could only afford one as a child, does anybody else remember Dinosaurs for Hire? No, but that sounds amazing. Is that where you're dinosaur mer- mercenaries? Yeah, I, I honestly thought I had made it up, and then I saw a footage of it on the internet. It's a, it's an old, like, uh contra style like sh- run and gun shooter for the genesis dinosaurs were higher i played the shit out of it as a kid and i i do remember i've been wondering what the fuck the name like it starts with like you guys breaking into a building right um it starts with like you're fighting a giant lizard i guess it's a dinosaur <laughs> as it climbs up the screen and you're shooting it from the yeah, left 100 percent. i played this game i wonder what the name of this garbage was for so long <laughs> i know right i I have my garbage game that I thought didn't exist and had to someone had to find evidence of, which was a Discovery Channel multimedia PC game of simply called Pirates. Oh, um, it, it, we're not still on the time limit of like oh, fires every twenty or ten minutes, right? <laughs> uh, so the the civilization will defend itself on Cassius's uh, initiative. I'm 
once it's his turn. I'm still waiting for Conrad to roll damage. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I'm going to use my bonus action to cast Thunderous Sprite. Thunderous Smite. Uh-huh, Thunderous Sprite. <laughs> a cool, refreshing citrus flavor. That's the Tropical Remix. Mm, it's delicious. Uh, so that's going to add some... Um, some thunder damage, but I'm sorry. No, I I'm take. I was calculating out all of the damage I'm about to do. <laughs> Drag's gonna fucking one, just one v one him. Uh, was that forty two damage? Come on, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so good. But spe- spent a bunch of spell slots to do it. But yeah, uh. that's true. The red wolf and the the greatest Dan are just dual sword fighting on top of the ship, and then Drake suddenly seizes control, throws the sword up in the air, punches him so hard he shits himself, and then catches the sword on the way down. Um, it catches just says over the monitor. When this is done, they will build statues to me. I have killed more elephants in a day than the Soul War machine has in eons. And the statue will be me holding your head. <laughs> On a pike! Um, so end of your turn, legendary action. Drag, my good friend, 14 is going to miss. Big Star, your turn, my god. All right, I'm going to fire my cannon at, Big Star, at uh, Cassius. Some big laser beam cannon, 18. Hits. All right. Your boy gonna take... Oh, I went to negatives. That's bad. (laughs) He's gonna take 23 damage. Oh my gosh. As then Steve Dave 3.0 detaches from the mech and goes for his attack. 20 on that one. That hits. Yeah, Courage is like, take this, Edgelord. (laughs) 20 damage on top of that. Woo! And then... We're stacking them. I want to end my turn... Uh, essentially, I want to try to taunt Cassius and just say, like, you were taking everything from me, you son of a bitch. But by the end of this fight, I will ensure that you have lost everything that is precious to you. It's too late. I've already won. My armies are assembled. All you can do now is martyr me. You were big of this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's uh, Cassius's turn. I'm going to roll the D10 for the civilization firing on your allies, although its damage output's going to be reduced because it's now it's just using Rygarian oh. uh, Shock T technology and not uh, the Hegemony Blasts. So three, that is Pearl in the Mana War. That's just good dice play right there, my friends, because oh. Dreg just sent the Mana War after it, and so it defends itself. So I'm going to roll... Half is going to be 12 D10 instead. That's less. Uh, 54 damage. The Man of War takes a, a significant battering from the defenses of uh, the civilization. That's like a secondary entire battle. If this was a film, we would be cutting between these two battles as if they were equally important. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really kind of interesting what Martin Short's character is going to be doing in the whole Black Panther Wakanda War. We got <laughs> We got to cut back to that every so often. That's 100% what I was thinking. Uh, And now Cassius is going to attack the Greatest Dane. So he boosts towards your combined mech. You clash both swords. And then he uses the Conduit of Freedom to teleport you. So where? Martin Friedman, by the way, just in case I know people are going to correct me on that. Yeah, I was like, what? Martin Short? He's still in things? I can't remember his fucking I thought it was a joke. (laughs) I was like, all right. (laughs) Do I even remember his face? 
Uh, well, one moment you were standing atop the civilization, battling for all of Gloria and maybe all of the galaxy, and the next you land no. in the middle of a burning uh, city. As all around you, uh, there is destruction and chaos and death. The the death throes of this city, which you look up at the sky to see what kind of planet you found yourself on, and see only the inside of a planetoid-sized diamond. This is wild. He took us to the Rygars. Oh! You are inside the crystal sphere inside of Pell. Uh, this is the hidden Rygar civilization that Cassius was going to off-screen to kidnap and torture people. Uh, and you see his handiwork when he stole the civilization. He just bombarded the hell out of these people, just destroyed everything as he flew away in their ship. And uh, he teleports you here into the destruction uh, and just begins uh, slamming you through burning buildings. Everybody, uh, dexterity saving throw. I rolled a 12. Fail. 18. 12. No. Fail. 30. What the fuck? (laughs) Okay, Melvac. I'm really dexterous and I got that bonus from Dragon. I'm, I'm, I'm... I, I just pirouette around. All right, fifteen damage for the failures, seven for the seven for the succeeders. As he uh, boosts, like with your swords crossed against each other, he hits the boost hard and just starts driving you through burning buildings and then up into the sky. And uh, like a reverse shooting star, you leave the cityscape of the crystal sphere, and he flies to the edge and slams you into the diamond ceiling of the last Rygar city. And he says. Behold those who would stop the glorious progress of soul. No. That's it? No. You just say no? <laughs> yeah, I don't care about this fuckbag. Big man, kill a bunch of helpless refugees. Ooh, look at me. I'm so big and strong. Ooh. All right, Sasha, it's your turn. All right, I'm just going to do a nice old good old Bork, which would be Shatter. Because mechs are metal. Constitution saving throw? It's disadvantage because metal, right? 19. Yep. Damn it. 19. Nope, still beats. All right. Well, you will take normal damage then, which is 3d8 thunder damage. All right. You supersonically bork him away from you to get distance. And also because he's a scrub. Yep. Uh, as you're rolling damage, I assume, Melbeck, your turn? Uh, yep. I'm going to go for another attacher and get that ensnaring strike to finally go off at least. Oh, it's only nine. That's a bummer. Uh, 14, does that hit? Miss. Oh no, I used up all my good luck last episode <laughs> by cheating. Um, 23. That hits. Okay, uh, let me work out all my damage shit I have to do for that first. Yeah, and I have to make uh, a strength check to avoid being ensnared, correct? Yeah, strength saving throw. 15. And that's against my spell save, DC. They match. Uh, so I win. Ty goes to the roller. Ah, uh, so close. I've never once this season successfully ensnaring strike someone, have I? Yeah, once you did. Ah, uh, once. Yeah. Okay, let me do my damage at least, because I I get my uh, Colossus Slayer as well, so that's another D8. Okay, uh, 10 damage. All right, so uh, the captain uh, shotguns uh, Cassius as he's blasted away by Sasha's Bork, and I'm actually going to make a legendary action attack against you, Captain. Yeah, of course. 17. That matches my my AC. Uh, so hits, Tiger's with a roll. 
Uh, 11 damage as he slashes you, and it's Drake's turn. I feel like, I feel like those two draws both went in your favor. Yeah, I rolled both times, didn't I? Yeah, I don't, I don't like how, I don't like how that works, where, where, <laughs> where it seems like it's the two different directions, but both of them still work for you. <laughs> Alright, yep, yep, so Drake's gonna make an attack. I just have to get my die roll here. Uh, 17 and, and a botch. God damn it. Those both miss, but one misses more than the other. <laughs> have a re-roll, comrade. <laughs> 25. That hits. That's 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 good. It sure is. It sure for a number is. of reasons. <laughs> He's so spiteful today. Are you just there that giggling about all of the things that you're going to do if you're permitted a botch this this episode? It's the fine it's the finale, baby. Yeah. This this is the one where a botch means a character dies. Like that's what I'm worried about tonight. And I'm um, spending some spell slots to add uh Damage with um, Divine Smite. Drake gonna put the team on his back with one broke a year. <laughs> what? Put Nobody the knows. Team on his back. Yeah. Uh, and that's thirty-six damage. Greg Jennings with a broken leg. Number one in the league. <laughs> Darren Sharper, the <laughs> hardest hitting to safety in the league. <laughs> Nobody else on this thing knows anything about football, but it's extremely good. Trust us. Oh, sports. Mm-hmm. I love to sport. Yeah, Drag has done, I think, more than twice of everybody else combined as he slugs Cassius again, like shearing off half the face of the Red Wolf. That's dope. Uh, at the end of your turn, Drag. Mm-hmm. 24, that's That's going to hit. It sure is. We, we love to hit here on Dice Funk. 13 damage as he slashes you again. Okay. Big Star, your turn. All right. I'm going to do my attacks. Laser cannon. It's 13. I'm just going to start rolling damage before you can tell me anything else. <laughs> Failure. Aww. Uh, and then we're going to have your boy, Courage, coming in with the assist for 23. <laughs> Damn. 23 hits. 14 damage. Wow. I rolled 48. And got a 14. Plus 5 afterwards. Super cool. <laughs> Still, it does a good amount of damage. Courage is in there. This for Olivia, Aww. Jacqueline, Sigrid, Illithids. <laughs> Unnamed Illithids. Unnamed Illithids. <laughs> a lot of backstory to them. <laughs> Should have gone to Illithid homeworld. <laughs> Maybe visited Appaleth. <laughs> we really should have visited the Appaleth, though. <laughs> All right, it is now Cassius's turn. Well, let's let's roll off screen for what happens to the mm-hmm. uh, people fighting the civilization. I'm just gonna roll again. Uh-uh. N- nine. That is the solitaire. Hmm. No, it passed in our respect. <laughs> no, <laughs> they're, they're all covered in graphene, so they'll be okay. He has so many hands. How could anyone take him down? Seventy-two damage to the solitaire. I don't know if that kills uh, <laughs> Ambassador Respect. I think that's you a son of a bitch. You'll <laughs> never. You may kill me, but you'll never break the solitaire spirit <laughs> of holding many guns at once. He makes a heroic stand against the civilization, and the Red Wolf once again boosts forward, clashes swords with the Greatest Dane, and then uses the Conduit of Freedom to teleport both of Could you. Could the last shot that he fires uh, hit the, the single exhaust port that defeats the whole system? 
Well, Dreg wants the HMS Civilization for the Caravella, so I don't want to blow it up. But here's a, how about this? So, uh, Ambassador Respect and the the Solitaire get shot down this time, uh, but that clears away for the Caravellas and the Man of War to assault the HMS Civilization, so that the the, the sacrifice wasn't for nothing. So uh, this will be the last, or well, there'll be one more after this. We'll do one more round of the Citadel defending itself before Pearl takes it. O- before Pearl hijacks the ship, and then it's yours. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's your ship now. It'll free be ship. your ship now. Free ship. It's free real estate. It's baby. Free real estate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so Cassius crosses swords with you. Um, well, that was homoerotic. Um, <laughs> the two mechs clash, and then he uses the conduit of freedom to teleport again. This time, you are transported to Acheron. Ugh. Yeah. I kind of saw this one coming. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, you both appear uh, in the middle of a raging battle between two armies of the dead. Uh, dexterity saving throws as you are thrown onto an active battlefield between armies... Infinitely large in size, clashing for all time. 22. Uh, 28. 7. 15. Thank you, Austin, for making so many dexterity saves this episode. Well, he fights with swords. It just felt like the way the stats should go. No, no, no. I agree with you, but like, thanks. Thanks for doing me a solid. I double tap. That should be 15 for the failures, 7 for the succeeders. Okay. Hmm. I should probably think about healing at some point. <laughs> I would not be mad at some health. Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. Why are birds so fragile? So Big Star is dead. Oh, no. Well, not dead, unconscious. He's well. unconscious. Uh, but his last words before he goes down is to tell the team to focus on the fight. Well, here's, yeah, so the Red Wolf slams the Greatest Dane into the battlefield of Acheron, this 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 floating cube in the inky darkness, and the, the shockwave is so great, the Greatest Dane comes apart. Oh. Big Star loses consciousness. Mm. Yeah, does that mean we can't go back together again? That, that's us all done. That's it. Oh, fuck. Yep. So as Big Star loses consciousness and the mech comes apart... Uh, all four of you are scattered on this battlefield. Uh, you see that this is like a clash between things that are like the size of a mech and they're just strolling. They're just throwing themselves against each other with no regard for their own safety. And the greatest Dane is caught up in that and smashed apart. And now the red wolf flies over you mockingly as Cassius says, you could have defeated me and sent me to my reward, but you were not even strong enough to do that. Instead, I will add you to my ranks. An army large enough to dwarf the greatest of those of the dead gods. Cool, cool, cool. We are certainly not defeated and we are not going to lose to you, you fuck. Sasha, it's your turn. Uh, You see all around you that the other three mechs are like splayed out, one of which is not responding as Big Star goes dark. I don't have any way to give health. You do have two cakes. No, she she's eating both. No, 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 no. Both cakes are gone. I am my bones are hollow. Oh, uh, oh! I thought you still had cake and then got given cake. Okay. No, because I had to refresh my conduit, which I have big plans for. But it's a uh, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna cast Shatter again because it's powerful and it's like a sound grenade. All right, I rolled a twenty, so I succeeded against your Shatter, Sasha. Yay, spells. Fifteen. You hit the red wolf with another Shatter. I think you probably blow off one of its uh, jets on its its like wing boosters. It's running ragged. A drag especially has been doing a lot of damage to this. But you're down one fighter, and it's going to be a legendary action against you, Sasha. Twelve fails. Captain Melbeck, your turn. Okay, um, I'm going to use Healing Spirit. We've probably talked about it this season already, but in 5th edition, there are no negative hit points if you get knocked down, and any healing is automatically plus in your backup. Yeah, so it, it doesn't need to be much to get him back up in the game. I'm going to get... Uh... So I'm going to send the healing spirit over to uh, Big Star. So as soon as Big Star's turn starts, uh, he's going to get a 1d6 heal. Uh, at the end of your turn, uh, Kasia says, The Minotaur will lead my legions. And he plunges his machete down into Big Star's Airbud Norbert. Uh, and uh, Drake's going to impose disadvantage on that attack roll with his style of protection. Uh, 21. Damn. <laughs> If I can do damage equal to half of his max, he dies instantly. How, how much does that need to be? Oh, why don't we keep that a surprise? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> why do you like this? I also <laughs> suffered a lot as a child. 14. I only had 28 health. Shit. Yay. Uh, no, uh, that, that is not uh, enough to do half my health. So Big Star takes uh, two failures on the day... The, Death saving throws. The way this mechanic works is you get up to three successes or three failures and you live or die. So that's two automatically uh, from being attacked uh, while you're down. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm saying, so Big Star has two failures now. If one more and he would die outright, no saving, nothing can be done about it. But if the healing spirit's there on his turn, obviously that will be undone. So Dreg, it's your turn. All you have to do is keep uh, the, the healing spirit from moving from Big Star's body. I don't know how you that, how you'd fail, but go ahead. Try to fail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thanks. Do you have the confidence of... I, I, I suppose I... if he attacked me and broke my concentration. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I could also just get Big Star up right now. You could. No, that's... And then that eliminates the threat. It just means that I don't do an attack this turn, and that's, you know, mm-hmm. a bummer, but Big Star's alive. So uh, we're going to lay on hands and give Big Star 15 hit points. Uh, so Dreg runs over and puts his hands on on Big Star's mech, and Big Star wakes up, and the healing spirit begins uh, like knitting, close the holes in the mech. Um, Big Star, it's actually your turn. As the healing spirit heals you, a lower roll for that healing. Big Star, it's your turn. Uh, two. <laughs> it's not much, but there's two more health. It helps. All right, I'm gonna uh, fire my cannon at uh, dude. Twenty. A uh, twenty hits. Do you think it was more or less dramatic that I didn't remember his name and just called him the dude at the end? <laughs> it's very disrespectful, which the fans seem to like. You're a bit disoriented. You were just like a little bit dead. He's going to take 21 damage, thunder damage, piercing damage, uh, the omega damage, ultimate damage. Omega damage. <laughs> Gamma rays. Yeah. And then where is the actual thing? There we go. So then... Tell him Steve Dave 3.0 is going to come up and he's going to do his slash attack. Tell him Steve. It's a 16. That fails. Okay. Well, all right, cool. 
Uh, so Cassius flies over, jams his machete through Big Star's mech, uh, apparently missing him in the cockpit. This is actually what happened to Sasha back on Hypatia in the second arc, just like missing the pilot by inches. And then Big Star is healed and puts his blaster up against the Red Wolf's cockpit and blasts him back. Like they were like inches away from each other, like a mutual kill almost. And it is now uh, Cassius's turn. Uh, first, I'm going to roll the D10 uh, for allies one that is the suchinoko no oh, shit. is this how babish dies oh no god drag with your <laughs> uh 52 um I'll, i'm gonna have to do some math off screen to see if anybody died but the suchinoko is hit off screen um and then cassius and the red wolf is going to uh hmm you're all split up now no don't sound like that no, it means he can only attack one of us at a time. Or he can teleport one of us and teleport us to a different area, which is what Kaguya should have done at the end of Naruto. Why would you say that, Chris? If there's Don't a, give him if ideas. If there's a dimension of acid, why wouldn't she just teleport everyone into there and leave him there? God damn it, Chris. I've been trying to not give him ideas for a while about what he could do with that power, but... Uh... Whose side are you on? I'm sorry, Naruto makes me very angry. I have to bring up its problems. <laughs> All right, so what Cassius does is he boosts forward, attempting to hit Big Star's mech and teleport it away where he can finish him off without you being able to interfere. Um, what do you do? I roll an acrobatics athletics check to get out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> you know you want to do acrobatics. <laughs> and and Dreg, Dreg would impose disadvantage on I that roll attack. an investigation check. <laughs> <laughs> Insight. I rolled a 19, so that's going to hit unless somebody can stop uh, Cassius from taking Big Star away to murder him where you can't stop this, which he will do. So I have, so I do get a saving throw, I believe. Try to beat, ni- try to beat 19. <laughs> so I have, I have a seven to my bonus. If you don't get so it, I've got those rerolls. I just need to roll an 11 or higher. Mathematically, should happen. I believe in you. 16. Goodbye, guys. Uh, rerolls. <laughs> how, how many rerolls are you at? Uh, I've only used, I've actually used a surprisingly little number. I'm only up to three. Uh, 17. Does nope. not beat 19. Take another. 19. We just matched, which I don't there it is. know what happens then. Big Star, what, what, what do you do? He's going to try to conduit a freedom. What if you take somebody with you? Hmm. Drake's right there. Yeah, can I reach out and grab Drag? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna reach out and grab Drag. And we reach out, we do the predator handshake, and that's how we reach out go and grab Drag. <laughs> <laughs> reach out, <laughs> grab Drag. Dun, you you dun, beat dun, me to it. It was in my head. <laughs> <laughs> We're all so nerdy. All right. Uh a fun place for you to be teleported to. I think Pell 3, where the campaign started, where the Maxwells were in hibernation all this time, on the dusty surface of that moon, uh, where the Caravella organization uh, escaped, evacuated before they were destroyed, the, the wreckage of Drake City in the background, just standing on the dusty moon, uh, the Red Wolf, the Airbud Norbert, and the Mastiff clash, uh, the Airbud Norbert badly damaged as... Uh, constitution saving throw, actually. Oh, fuck yeah. 19. 21, baby! Both of you succeed. Uh, you're gonna take six damage from the heat 
Um, he's going to turn around and use his remaining jet booster to f- try to roast both of you. That's why it's constitution instead of dexterity. Um, and you are both uh, lightly singed as you back away for this final brawl. And it is now, uh, just between the two of you, it's Dreg's turn. Uh, Sasha and Melbeck, you're stranded on Acheron with no, no way to get away. Okay. Dreg's not backing away mm-hmm. from the, uh, the jet fuel. Uh, Instead, what he's going to do is uh, open up the graphene shield on his wrist, Mm -hmm. kick open the door of the uh, (laughs) mastiff. It's his favorite. And flail this motherfucker. All right. So Dreg is going to abandon the mastiff to attack the red wolf personally. Roll uh, with advantage for the sheer audacity. He does not see this coming. In a 10,000 years gone to his head, he would never guess that you would jump out of this robot. <laughs> Although this is the second time you've done this. <laughs> Drake has jumped out of just about every craft yeah, possible. Yeah, is it? This is the third time? Yeah, it should be like an in-universe meme that anytime Drake like, gets in a, a taxi, just jumps out the window, gets on a, a skateboard, jumps off All of right. it. First attack's a 24. Yeah, dude, just roll damage. You fucking nuked him. Holy shit. <laughs> Uh, that's all. Everything hits. Oh, good. So Conrad's going to be rolling damage for like 30 hours. So uh, back on uh, Acheron, Sasha and Melbeck, uh, you're surrounded by two armies that are converging on you. What do you do? Can, uh, we, can we just fly upwards? Yeah, that's what I was going to do. I'm a bird. <laughs> Above you, there's another cube also with <sighs> countless armies on it. They're everywhere. And actually, uh, one thing about Acheron is these cubes frequently and cataclysmically collide with each other so you're not even safe in the air wasn't there like a gate or some shit we left out of before every plane is covered in portals but hundreds of millions of miles apart for all you know it's worth noting that there is uh also steve davis there with you oh no steve davis with us you want to establish when you reached out for a drag uh you pushed courage away to save him yeah um synchronicity would have popped out yeah, uh, synchronicity itself is just laying on the battlefield here. Someone should pick that up. Yeah, I'm gonna pick that up. Can I use it like the goggles again? Okay, so you want to reach into the engine and yank the goggles out. Well, I thought it because we disassembled, it would like pop out. I thought it popped out on the battlefield. Yeah, the engine. So you're saying you want to reach into the engine and pull the goggles out? I don't see why not. Okay, uh, so this is good. The Shiba Inu pulls the goggles out of the engine, and now the engine left behind is a useless metal casing. Like, the people here on the battlefield can't scavenge it. Um, and now you have the goggles back, uh, Sasha. Uh, you, I imagine hand them to your... You use the mech's hand to bring it to the cockpit to hand them to yourself. Mm-hmm. Put them on. Look very cool, very stylish, very fly. All right, so take a constitution saving throw. I am not very constitute. <laughs> not very constitute. Seven. Fail. You take 11 damage. Oh, I can handle that. All right. Your eyes start bleeding as you look through the goggles and you look uh, around you and you see uh, the shadowy ghostly image of your allies coming to save you from this army that's about to kill you in literally seconds. The army's coming down all around you. You're about to be crushed between the two of them. And you see the ghostly image of all your friends showing up to help you. Um, I'm a uh, hive mind. Uh, that's how we do. That's how we roll in the hive mind. Sure is. I would like to hive mind people, two people, <laughs> send a message to the hive mind. Uh, I think to 
I am objectivist. You talk through me. I am like a walkie-talkie the whole team shares. <laughs> it is my yes, conduit ability exactly. established th- at the beginning of the season. I was trying to remember the creepy waf- moth wife's name. Lala. Lala. All I could think of was the other one. So, uh, Hey, objectivist. It is me. We're stuck on Acheron and it blows. Can you help us? Yes, Lala has the one spell slot she can use to teleport to that dimension, remember? Yes, I did not forget that. Cool! (laughs) (laughs) That would be a bad time to forget that. It sure would be. You're you're very wise, my son. So as the two armies clash into you, uh, about to rip you limb from limb, the skies open up, and uh, Objectivus and the HMS Civilization come through, the, the latter of which is piloted by Pearl the Bionoid. Nice. Who has captured it off screen. Um, they swoop down and save you. Or you fly up to them, one assumes. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, homies. Uh, Dreg, you finished rolling that damage? Yeah, it's 30. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be a lot more, honestly. Uh, yeah, I was too, but some of the rolls just didn't go that way. You know, I got some low, low dice. Okay, so Dreg ejects from the Mastiff, flies through the air, summons his soulbound flails, and just tears into the engine of the the Red Wolf. I assume cutting it off. So now yeah. the, the the mech collapses onto the moon's surface, and it's Big Star's turn. I'm going to fire my big cannon, because it's all I can do, 21. <laughs> that hits. All right. Uh, 24 damage. So the Red Wolf collapses to the moon, uh, like onto its knees, its wings cut off, and then you just shoot him square in the chest and it bends back, like at the, the, like the knees are trapped under and its body bends unnaturally back as you shoot it in the chest. And there's a great cracking sound as the, all the pistons and joints and, uh, wires in its knees are destroyed like a catastrophic football injury. (laughs) And it appears that you have defeated this mech. Uh, Big Star is going to try to walk over towards it, but it is very visible once he starts trying to move the mech that not only is the mech damaged, but uh, Big Star is as well. Aww. Yeah, Big Star is pretty injured. Um, so, Captain Melbeck, uh, Sasha, you land your mechs uh, in the HMS Civilization, which is now under ally control. Um, what, are you, what are you guys all doing? I gotta get this Steve Dave to... Dragon Big Star. Uh-huh. Uh can we like track them on the through with their ships? And it's me, Objectivist. I'm like a walkie-talkie right. the entire He's team. Like a walkie-talkie. <laughs> okay. We're on Pell 3. <laughs> hey guys, what's up? On Pell 3, be there in a minute. Thanks. I'm not uh, I'm not dumb. Bye. <laughs> All right, the civilization uh is going to teleport into like the, the Pell 3 doesn't have a, a naturally occurring atmosphere, but the the safe distance and then try to come down to the surface. You see below you three mechs. Uh the Airbud Norbert has uh is limping towards the Red Wolf, which is broken on the ground, and the Mastiff has ejected its pilot. <laughs> what do you do? I think we're out of combat now. Is his cockpit open is it visible no okay can i rip it open yep you lean down and you rip it open it is empty oh fuck i hate it when he does this <laughs> all right well, we have our 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 contact lenses in though so we would be able to see if he was trying to teleport into us 
Suddenly, all of you, because you're wearing your contacts, you see the ghostly form of a Tarask on the surface of Pell 3 being ridden by Cassius. That's not good. Oh, because he killed one, and now it's his in Akron? Or no, we're not in Akron anymore. <laughs> Ghost Tarask. He teleports back to Gloria, lands on one, teleports back, and now instead of a mech, he's fighting on the back of a Tarask. <laughs> Do you want to get inside then, or... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Drake, Drake can run to his Mac. It's still functional. Uh, oh, that's not great. Well, you know, don't you know how to deal with these things? Uh, yeah. I get, well, so here's the here's the hidden hilarious part about Big Star. Despite the fact he worked as a park ranger, he has a negative to animal handling. <laughs> Remember, the, the lore is that Big Star worked there fixing machines. He yeah. wasn't actually, like, yeah. interacting with the animals. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to try to use my very charming personality <laughs> and attempt to persuade the Tarask to kill Cassius and break his face. Animal handling. Investigation, you say. Animal oh. handling. Insight. <laughs> I got more rolls if you need them, Chris. Just I rolled a two. Does it succeed? <laughs> Would you like to re-roll that, Chris? I'm confused. I thought I thought they weren't there yet. They're in the. They're coming down. They're above you. Like the the, the scene. This perfect p- picture you have in your mind is Cassius riding a Trask versus Big Star and Drag on the planet on the surface of the moon, and then in the sky the HMS Civilization, which now your allies are dry, are, are piloting down to the surface. So they're in the sky. Alright, uh, so I guess Big Star is gonna try to stand this down. He's gonna try to reroll again to try to uh, calm down this Tarask. 12. Didn't do it. Still not good enough. <laughs> do, you, do you want one more? Nope. I rolled a 6. It's not gonna get much better. The Tarask rolls 29. I think that hits. Now, does he get to use investigation or, or what? <laughs> <laughs> Big Star takes. 30 damage. Hey, well, thanks, good. You just, thanks for hitting you just got it up. It. Yeah, you know? Yeah. It's really net, net gain, really, you know? Breaking <laughs> even. So how much health do you have, Big Star? Uh, I currently have 11. All right. The Tarask uses its claws to rip, rips its razor-sharp cl- claws across the front of the airborne Norbert, like slicing through it like a scissors through paper. You can see Big Star through the, the tear now. Your mech's not in good shape. Uh, if you If you're... When you're visibly seeing Big Star, you see he has uh, very severely like visible burns across his face, and his right horn has been shattered off. Ah, from the machete. Yeah. All right, so we're not in combat order anymore. What does anyone want to do to stop Cassius riding a Tarras? <laughs> I'm going to roll animal handling one more time, baby. Am I close Five. enough to air, not air, lift, to drop Steve Dave 3.0 in? I, I'm curious, what, what effect does this have, dropping dropping him in here? Okay, so Courage is inside Steve Day 3.0. Yes. Uh, I would like for him to attack Cassius. All right, so uh, make an attack roll with advantage, because this is a sneak attack from the sky. Yes. Chris, you have those numbers. Hey, Kratz! Hey, Kratz! Hey, Kratz! I can't see a roll. It hasn't shown up yet. Yeah, no, it's there. There they are. Twice. It's a oh, crit. yeah, there it's it is. Right oh, there. there it is. It's a crit. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? So the most important role of the season glitched out on roll 20 of us. Um, so the HMS Civilization is above Cassius. The, the Pabe doors open up and then just... <laughs> Tell him, Steve Dave! 
Courage, who is a graphene Tarask, tumbles out. Are you riding him, Sasha? Yeah, because that's really cool, and I would like somebody to draw that. <laughs> uh huh. What about you, Captain Melbeck? Are you coming with? I, I I don't know what the hell's going on, but yes, I'm coming with. Okay, so Sasha and Melbeck ride in Courage, plummet out of the air with a crit, and I guess just land on top of Cassius with the force of a rhino. Yes. Hold on, let me do some math here. A force of the force of a rhino is a lot falling at terminal velocity. Yeah, how much rhino weigh is what I googled. Um, 5,000 pounds for a white rhino times terminal velocity. Does we have any physicists on the... I I, I think it's like 11 or 13 or so. Uh-huh. Uh, 10.8 on Earth, gravity, newtons. And I'm trying to just find the force in newtons. Uh, I'm try- Would a bird survive that? <laughs> I don't think a bird would survive... Um, Roughly 10 times the weight of a rhino. Also, he needs to succeed on a DC 15 saving throw or be knocked through <laughs> because he moved at least 20 feet towards his target. Uh, okay, yeah, he did move more than 20 feet. He fell out of a, a spaceship. Oh, Austin, um, I found out your Newtons for you. It's nearly 20,000 Newtons. That's a lot of Newtons. <laughs> <laughs> the real question is what's left of Cassius? <laughs> Uh, is it enough to Gorfanax flail? He's marmalade now. <laughs> he's marmalade? Yes, he's fine jelly. I kind of like imagine him like Judge Doom at the end of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Remember Eddie? You know, the steamroller. <laughs> well, you have to do it in the Cassius voice, Laura. Yeah, that kind of cartoon flat that he is before he's revealed to be a tune. Yeah. Do you remember Eddie? <laughs> Just like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good movie. Yeah, so he's he is jellyfied as he's blown off the back of the Tarask. Uh, Melbeck and Sasha uh, do like a combat roll off and land on the Tarask. Uh, Melbeck, can you give me animal handling to calm this beast so that it doesn't try to thrash the party? Uh, 21. Yeah, okay, so tell me, this isn't Scary Terry. That would be too much synchronicity for one season, I think. <laughs> Unless it is, Laura. I don't know how how synchronous is this this turn of the wheel. I just like lot, my eyes just caught blood again, so I mean. Okay, let let's say I, I I assume it's not scary, Terry, and I'm there, you know, just like oh come on, come down, come down, and then there's just this moment, and we know it's scary, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Melbeck's doing that. Uh, Sasha, your eyes are bleeding. You have the goggles on. Uh, Cassius is jelly under courage but still alive so he could teleport away but he'd just be dying somewhere else it doesn't matter at this point and he says that he says you think you've won but he's not still on the back of the tarasque no he, he is jelly on the ground oh okay i think he's like in fact i'm gonna i'm gonna be specific he's missing from the waist down Excellent. Perfect. Drake's going to get out of the Mastiff and he's going to let him give his speech. Mm-hmm. He says, I will rule. Drake's flicking his wrist. For eternity on the infernal battlefield. And what will you do? Rule over you, squish. So you, I mean, so you have your flails and he sees them and he says, so you think you can kill me? And command me in the afterlife, Ogre. With what soul? I have no idea what you're leading to. 
I think he's implying that the flail that is soul bound to you. Oh. It's hunger. It ate your soul. That yeah, Melbeck, did you just say that to Drake? Yeah, if he's not getting it, Melbeck's just gonna say, I think he might be implying that the flail ate your soul. You had one chance to kill me and steal what I had worked for, and you threw it away. I win. Drake looks at Big Star. Big Star bleeds. So, Big Star, do you even get out of your mech? Are you just slumped in the cockpit as, like, as the, the machine kind of dies all around you? So, through like the like ripped apart recesses of Big Star's ship, uh, or mech rather, you can see that he's, he's rather exhausted. And you see that he is trying to kind of work up the energy. Sort of like, oh, here we go one more time, CJ. Walking toward, like, he's getting ready. He's like, all right, we got to do this again, I guess. So he can, like, slowly kind of walk over and aim his gun down at Cassius. And he just sits there and says, I hate to think that you would get what you want over there. But perhaps, perhaps I end up there too at the end. And then I can take everything from you. And Big Star's cannon lights up. You don't actually believe that. You think yourself a hero, Minotaur. Not a soldier. You threw your honor away when you lost your arm. Pretty lies convince the mind of a lot of things. So I mean, the team gathers around Cassius's dying body as he gloats that he's still going to get everything he wants and everything you did was for nothing and he killed billions of people. Does Sasha have a plan for this? Not. Is That's the plan. Okay, so when Steve Dave <laughs> was getting worked on last, uh... I'm just going to use the conduit of conspiracy to put a narratively narratively satisfying nut button uh, inside of Steve Dave. So when Cassius gets killed killed, he is now stuck in a time bubble because I retrofitted the, I don't know, mechanic words. I made the nut button the time loop bubble. So he's just gonna die forever, but never go to Acheron. Can, can, flavor-wise, is he just stuck having to listen to the nut button forever? He's stuck in nut for the rest of <laughs> forever. Don't you it's hate the final it? nut? Don't you hate it when nut, nut, nut? That's nut. all he hears for eternity. <laughs> How do you trap him in a time bubble? With um, I somehow using mechanic stuff, which is what. Big Star was on the ship for when we had the UFO with the time bubble technology we made it small because that's how machines work and I used that technology to do the same thing that that, that is a heck of a conduit use so you would Big Star work together to refine the technology yes. in the UFO to make it small enough to fit into the nut button yes the UFO you found that created the time loop bubble that the Illithids were trapped in, which you mm-hmm. 
found and recovered, you've taken the parts out of that UFO and put them into Steve Dave's Tarasque body. And so he is now the UFO. Yes. That metal body. Not Courage himself. Yeah, the metal body. Right. And it also says nut because that's just fun. Yeah, you well, you've hooked all the wires up to the nut button, which you took from uh, which you took from Kajita's horde. Because I killed him. Yeah, you did kill him. Oops. So what do you do? Um. So as a uh, as he's about to die, like as he's taking his dying breath, I'm gonna trap him there forever, and all he hears is nut dead, nut. Then he's dead, nut. Then he's basically, dead. when she holds down the nut button. She is starting a recording, and when she releases the nut button, it stops. And that's the time loop that Cassius is trapped in forever. But so do you have the nut button, or is the nut button inside of the See, this is what I'm talking about, the details. Oh, I, I would assume she would have the nut button, but the technology is installed in st- inside of Steve Dave. The nut button's just the remote. What if, or what if, alternatively, the time bubble activation is a self-destruct of Steve Dave 3.0, so it's the explosion that... It's similar to how uh, when Cassius crashed uh, the stone route, there was a big explosion and it horrifically traumatized him. And that's what's happening. But the courage ejects himself out of the Steve Dave before it happens. Like fucking Inspector Gadget. <laughs> well, I mean, like, yeah, you. I mean, there are like ejections for these things. So that way, courage is the one who gets to deal the final blow. And he also, every time he's dying, it's through the... Horrific pains of a fire being engulfed all over his face again. All right. So he's goo. Legs are gone. Sucks to suck. Uh, I mean, Steve Dave, tell him. Steve Dave will Steve Dave in. Is it like a little tank or does he have like little legs? I, I assume he got little legs. Little leggies. He runs in. I hit the remote. It says nut. Nut. Uh, courage ejects himself because I don't want his death on my hands. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> why would you? Why would you have built it to kill Courage? <laughs> Just think about that discussion. I thought Courage would be like, "I want to die because I loved Olivia." <laughs> they only knew each other for a couple months. I mean, they were crushing hard, that's, but that's, damn. that's a fucking Romeo and Juliet level shit at that point. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm extra. That's true. Anyways. I, uh-huh. Anyways, the bird is dead forever, being exploded right in the face and hearing not, 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 while being exploded forever. So you use the UFO technology to create a time bubble in which Cassius is blown up over and over and over again for all eternity, never actually getting to go to the afterlife to command his armies he worked so hard for. What do you do with the time bubble? Hmm... If you'll recall, the last one was just hidden on a moon, and eventually you did dig it up, so it's possible. In, instead of, well, you know, you do have a place on the sun. Mm. You want to put it, you want to hide the time bubble, bubble in the center of the sun, guarded by the moth folk, the Lepidopterans? Lala, this is very important for the sacred text. <laughs> it's now your religious duty to guard this. You are the keeper of the nut. <laughs> <laughs> you are the keeper of the eternal nut. The eternal nut. Lala <laughs> is very solemnly accepts this g- grave assignment. I will defend it with my life. You just like bury it on the sun. I mean, 
Yeah. Well, okay. So there's a time bubble which contains Cassius dying for all eternity, and now it's going to be in the center of the sun. Bye, bitch. Not. 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 Who's alive? Who's dead? So now the question is, so the Suchinoko and Sigrid got shot down. Sigrid has a fucking ton of health because she's a dragon. That's cool. So she could survive, but I think it's most narratively interesting if one, if somebody dies. And I know the logical answer is Babish, but I no! don't I don't want it to be. <laughs> Drake called it. That's all I'm saying. Cat. Captain Melbuck accidentally took a bunch of damage you didn't notice and she dies and Babish can live. <laughs> God, Laura has her priorities all straight now. I, I, I think of the two, the Suchinoko seems like the one that probably would be more likely to su- sustain noticeable damage of the two. Fucking Grundy. Oh no, he just told us how much he loved us. He just... He just talked about how much he loved his family. You shouldn't have fucking done that, my boy. God. I'm going to be honest. It's probably either Hafthor Grunderson or Ragnar. Oh. Ooh, fuck that oh. cop. If Ragnar dies, I, I, I will have responses, I'm sure. He's a cop. He's a cop. He's a cop who put aside his cop ways to rebel <laughs> against the corrupt government. He's like the least bad cop. Oh, and I'm just yelling things to hide my sadness. God, I, I was when I made this, I was like, listen, this is the honest storytelling, but if Objectivist dies, we're probably going to lose Lauren for the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, but you would have to listen to me cry for like several hours, and I've already cried a uh, lot today. I had made peace with the fact I thought you were going to roll, I was I was convinced you were going to roll six and Akira was going to die, and I was like, ah, I've made peace with it, it's cool. The thing is, Akira would have been one of the good ones, because that wouldn't have killed him. He could just heal himself. Yeah. I was and am fully prepared for Babish. But it's the audience. I mean, like, there's a level where <laughs> you could kill Rob Stark and the audience is like, well, he made some decisions to die. But if you kill Hot Pie, <laughs> you can't come back from that. Also, he was really boring at that point. I'm going to make the, the argument that Babish is the perfect midpoint between, like, Objectivus is like, no, they cannot die. The, the crowds will riot compared to. Like, at the other end, ship of illithids that, ah, they're all unnamed. Like, I think <laughs> Babish is that perfect level of, we all know and love Babish, and that's exactly why we're just invested enough that we will all have opinions and every single character will have a reason to come to Babish's funeral. I like the idea of subverting the expectation a little, and we have it in both characters of, of Babish and Grundy. Mm. Since both of them basically announce themselves right at the end. Like, hey, I can't wait to totally live through this. So, I mean, you could just have it be that one of them, like, we think one's dead and then fucking pops out of rubble and they're still alive. And then, you know, then the knife at the heart of finding the other one afterwards. God damn it, Chris. Why are you like this? I told you. I had a very dark childhood. Sorry. I don't want to torture everyone. So, uh, uh, 11th hour full court shot here. 
Ambassador respect. No! I mean, he's dead. He has to. If it hit the solitaire, he has to go. He went down fighting like a champ. Yeah, he has to. Yeah. I feel like that's that's your character somehow, Chris. <laughs> uh, I will make uh, this is now we're just doing like a free form, just like writer's room kind of discussion about art here. I would argue for Ragnar. Now, I've mentioned before that Ragnar is kind of inspired by my life story being an orphan who was trained at a terribly immoral profession and had his life changed by a severe injury. And also I was adopted by Ukrainians, hence the accent. Um, (laughs) So I feel uh, what would give me peace is to die. (laughs) (laughs) I would very much like to die. So I can see. Sorry. I've done this. It could be argued that Ragnar saw the shot coming and died saving one of them. Uh, guy that's a gray, a Bundish, ba- Babish or Grundy. Babish, he saves Babish. Yeah, I think that's what he would want. I think he'd want to die saving so- the rest of the crew. He's like, now who cop? <laughs> 25 D laser beam, you're under arrest. <laughs> oh I've just realized how much he is you. Um, in that you, you, you are also oh, you are a cop. the the good the good knock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for him it was cop. For me it was law school. But the, the principle yeah. is the same. You are the good knock. <laughs> the good knock. Uh, the sequel to the Good Wife. Um. So I think yeah. Ambassador Respect and Ragnar Tam are the fatalities of the named characters from mm. the the Battle for Gloria. That's a bummer. I'll miss his many, many hands. So let's talk about the aftermath of what I think in universe is just called like the Markovian revolution, because in hindsight, people will talk about how soul essentially was a neo-colonialist power, which was exploiting the system for graphene in exchange for protection, basically a protection rack racket. And then a splinter group of extremists Invicta, tried to kill everybody. And even though, people will know because presumably you'll tell them about Cassius's personal motivations. It just won't be that important to people. It was profitable regardless of the personal feelings of people involved. I think in hindsight, uh, this will be seen as basically the Markov system throwing off the yoke of soul and the revolutionary hero at the end of the day will be Volhard as the Markovian in charge of like the military forces, even though he couldn't have won without you in the same way that the French were vital to America's revolution, but nobody gives a shit in America. Wait, hang on. Are you comparing us to the French? Because I will fucking kill you. (laughs) (laughs) The French, we couldn't have won without the French, but they don't really get any of the credit. They're not on the money. George Washington is right. And like people talk about uh, Volhard the season, like, kind of like a villain because he wants to kill people i mean george washington stacked fucking bodies but at the end of the day he was <laughs> killing the the colonialist power the imperialists so it's fine and i think that's the way people look at him you can have your personal opinions i don't want to contradict that but i think that's the way that markov remembers him as someone who like led the revolution and i think the bastards are thought of as like the french you absolutely were necessary the fight couldn't have been won without you but you're not like, from pe- here. People only really know about us if they go and see the rap musical about him. <laughs> I was just about to say, here comes the general. Yeah. Def- I mean, Captain Melvek is definitely the um, 
Lafayette. The Lafayette. God damn it. Yeah, exactly what I wanted to say. Uh, oh, I'm so okay with that. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad place to be, all things considered. And so you I, you can never go back to Seoul. You're considered terrorists. You blew up a space station. You've sided with aliens. You're kill on sight. But Markov will always harbor you because of your important uh, role in the revolution. And so you're like, you're as heroic as foreigners can be here. And you're safe if you want to stay in Markov. I... I, I know what Captain Melbeck wants to do, and she's going to go to Sasha and just say, I, and I know that we sort of talked about this a little bit before everything went down, but I'd really like to help if, I'd like to help you with the, the hive mind project, would would you allow me to be your second in command? Aww. How about co-captains? We can write it together. I'm really <laughs> foolish. I'm, I think this works. I think this works. Now, do you, do you refurbish the Suchinoko, which had a gaping hole blown in it, or do you get a new ship and name it after a third type of cryptid? <laughs> I, I love the Suchinoko. She real. So I'd like to repair the Suchinoko, but it looks even more like a fat snake now. Does it have uh, like a memorial to the fallen, like a Mass Effect? There's a, a wall with Dr. Olivia Adler, Ambassador Respect, and Ragnar Tam? Yeah, like all of our friends, there's photos of everybody we care about, dead or alive. And there's a funny YouTube video of Cassius dying. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, before you put him into the sun, you went and got a phone so you could <laughs> capture him dying? Yes. <laughs> it's on YouTube. Oh, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Imagine a Logan Paul video where he's like, yeah, I got this footage of Osama bin Laden getting shot, boys. Let's watch this. You see him in there? Yeah, boy, watching Naruto. He don't know what about to hit him. Yeah, but it's even better, though, because it's a Logan Paul video of Osama bin Laden dying. That is set to the nut button. So what what other things do you would what other things does the team do after the battle? I help Objectivist learn more dragon spells because he needs help. So we do homeschool with the boys every couple of days, and I'm like, this is how you fly. This is how you transform into a people. This is how you make infinity chicken nuggets. <laughs> Yeah, I imagine having uh, a Snallygaster and a Eulithrid will make the the Illithid project go much smoother. And it, that is really the biggest threat to galactic peace, right? Having a race that needs to eat other sen- yeah. uh, sapient creatures to survive. That is a constant ticking bomb for all of existence. So there could be no greater use of your time. It's just not super dramatic for a show to do like a whole season where you fly around and try to talk people into being vegetarians. <laughs> like it's yeah. very important, but it's not like high drama. So it's off screen. Uh, I expect with the, you know, pushing of soul out of Markov, it's only going to increase opportunities for the <laughs> Caravella family in terms of their trafficking business. So they should probably come away from this doing pretty well. But while you know, Dreg's not going to necessarily be actively involved because he's likely to want to remain on a crew with those two because Sasha's going to get herself killed. Uh, I sure am, buddy. But he is uh, 
going to start looking for candidates within the Caravella organization specifically to approach about joining the hive mind and using that as a means of recruiting individuals and growing it. Oh, you don't want to be in the hive mind? Well, have you seen our new ship? <laughs> <laughs> Look at how big my son is. Um, so, Drag, I assume you take the witch light back to uh, Pell 3. Yeah. And you just... I want to go with. <laughs> okay, you just want to say bye to it? Yeah, my little buddy, he did a lot. He took apart so many Maxwells. Exactly. <laughs> As, as I said before, I think I think Captain Mobeck's intention is to go around with uh, Sasha and just try and help on the the uh, the hive mind project. I I think that she's at the very least going to try and get Akira to come along as well on this, and the the intention is very much to go. Hey, still move it, still moving around, but. You know, we're moving around talking to people now. Is 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 that good? We're trying to we're trying to in, we're trying to make people like each other and understand each other. That's good on the love scale, right? Yeah, I think Akira's down for this. Um, she's gonna live a lot longer than you. Well, if she if she wants to start finding other long live races to to join in, so she's got someone else after I die. That's cool. What else? <laughs> um. Uh, I'm just looking through my list of characters here. Do you guys add uh, Ambassador Jacqueline to the Wall of the Fallen, or yes. fuck that, fuck her? Yes, it's complicated, but yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe every now and then I'll bring a dry erase marker and draw a mustache on her face. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it's all, it's all in good fun. Uh, not, not, not really a, a doing thing, but just a, a insight into the captain. I think Captain Malik's really. Well, I I suppose probably Leah Moira now. Kind of kind of relieved not to be in charge. Or not to be solely in charge. And Sasha's also happy to not be only in charge. Yeah. Kind kinda of glad to be like, okay, okay, I I I don't have I don't have to be the, the be all and end all. And breathe. For the first time in gosh knows how long. <laughs> I just had a terrible realization that as we're talking, Chris is charging his power to unleash a terrible sadness upon us. Oh god. He's like Goku in the hyperbaric time chamber. <laughs> just And then I I come out and I'm super buff, my hair is big, and I'm just like Big Star <laughs> Big Star was taken back to Seoul and charged with treason and executed. And then I just walk back inside. <laughs> I'm ready for next season. Yeah, so, I mean, b- besides telling us what happened to Big Star, uh, minus one horn, um, also catch us up with uh, Sigrid, who survived her wounds, although, uh, you know, has a, assume, if you want to establish some kind of um, after effects. I don't know if, it, you know, tell me. So so this, so I'm, I'm kind of envisioning a scene happening between them. Oh, yeah. Where, and this is quite some time later as Big Star is still recovering in a medical facility somewhere. Uh, the damage he received was immensely extensive. Uh, damage to nerves, damage to muscles. Uh, he will not walk again under his own power, and he cannot move his still physical hand anymore. That's, I mean, a plasma machete went through the room you were sitting in. Yeah, and he's basically crunched inside of his, uh, his mech as well. By the Tarrasque? Well, by that attack, he was slammed into the ground, and then the machete went through. Mm. There's a lot of there's a lot of damage that goes on through that. 
uh, and I was uh, two failures onto a death saving throw check, so I had to put that damage in somewhere. So uh, Big Star has to have a discussion with Sigrid, uh, basically saying, I know we had a lot of talks about what we were going to do after all of this, you know, the Project Future and everything. I don't know if I'm going to be physically capable of being a part of that, though. I think you're having this conversation in the hospital room. She's snuck out of her room, even though she wasn't allowed to. She, like, climbed out a window and, like, shimmied across the ledge to break into your hotel room. The security's after her. And she's, like, just snuck onto your bed. And what kind of what kind of uh, injury did she have, you think? Hold on. Didn't Lust have an injury at some point in Full Metal Alchemist? Can't we just mirror that completely? <laughs> I mean, Lust got burned to death in Brotherhood. I remember that. Yeah, I feel like she. I feel like she took like a facial scar at some point or something like that. I don't know where. Uh, I don't know where's the best shot that she got hit, but I assume uh, uh, like a visible facial scar or something like that is is usually a pretty good, uh, pretty good spot. She did get hit with a, a super mega death cannon. It's impossible to Google Full Metal Alchemist scars because there's a character named Scar. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so if you, it, so yeah, we can do a, like a facial scar, burn scar, and she's like curled up on your on your hospital bed and hearing you talk, and she says, "Back before the battle, there was uh, something you wanted to tell me, if you survived, and you're here now. You've been thinking for quite a long time about what I wanted to do after all this was done, you know." I don't want to be a soldier anymore. I didn't want to. I actually enjoyed my time working on the animal preserves. But I wanted to try to live with Olivia's ideals of going for something bigger, something greater. And I don't know much about this food project anymore. I don't, I don't think I'm very much of a diplomat. So I don't imagine I'll be much hope there. But there's one creature out there that is in a bit of a trouble. And my mind can't stop thinking of ways to help it. I start thinking about what will come next. You know, man never used to be able to traverse space, but it has. What if it could traverse dimensions as well? You mean like to other planes? We can do that, hon. <laughs> no. I go to where the witch lead is from. Do you want to become non-physical? <laughs> do you want to become a being of pure light? You want to ascend this mortal realm? I want to go to what's beyond. But all I can think about is how to build a ship capable of getting to where that creature is from. Well, luckily we know someone who owns a cutting-edge technology company dabbling in things like time travel, if there's anywhere such a project would start. Indeed, but it would take quite a very capable leader to accomplish something like that. Hey! Do you not trust the moths to help send you into the light dimension? They love it. I trust someone as capable and powerful as yourself. Aw, is this a proposal? <laughs> I do not have a ring. Do you have a knife? <laughs> I I have half of my sunglasses. 
Okay, how about this? I'm going to get you into a wheelchair and we're going to try to sneak into an operating theater and <laughs> steal marriage knives. <laughs> That's how it's done where I'm from. That sounds so awesome. <laughs> and then we're going to go to the sun and spend the rest of our lives trying to build a craft to fling us into a non-physical dimension, which by all accounts is the same as death. We should get it. We should get together a crew. I know of a bartender on Pill <laughs> 3 and the Hadouk Z from Gloria as well. The, wait, which bartender? The, the one from the Fight Club. Chuck or Club. Oh or my god, Buck. God, that Buck. was so long ago. Holy shit, Chris. I, I want to recruit Buck. I want to recruit the Hadouk Z. And I want to recruit Dorothy. You want to build an expendables for the sheer purpose of yes. flinging ourselves to our deaths. Fuck, this is so hot. Let's go. Love to die. Don't we all? Uh, so I'm looking at a list of characters here. We have to know what happens to Subjectivus, uh, Babish, and Half-Thor Grunderson, and Courage. Subjectivus does not get out of homeschool just because he's older. Oh, he has to go to school too and he has to help with the brains? He has to help with the brains because he's smart and he's got to help me teach objectivist things because I get distracted easily and so does objectivist. We're both like, ooh, shiny! <laughs> okay, so they're on Team Illithid Food Project. Or I guess it's not a food project anymore. Now it's Ill a hive mind project. Yeah. So I think Courage, obviously, the first time, the last time, rather, that we see Courage, uh, he's back in his three-faced dog body, which is where he feels most comfortable. He was only using Steve Day 3.0 to get revenge, which he successfully did. Hey, Courage, you want to come with? Do you want to teach, teach people about hive minds? What better symbol of peace than solitaire and illithids working together? Come be my ambassador! It's... What Olivia would want. I think so, too. Ambassador Courage. She not approve Infina murder, though. We don't gotta tell her about that. Okay. Do you approve of Infina murder? Very much. Yeah. So that's just our little secret slash... Billion views on Mewtwo. Okay, so Ambassador Courage, Ambassador to the Illithids from Gloria. Yes. What about Half Thor, who somehow survived at the end of the season against all odds? Because <laughs> I asked him his conduit name. It was like asking for his character name, like the Order of the Stick comic. That's a reference. Come on. Someone has to fucking read Order of the Stick around I've here. I've seen no. a few of them, but I'm not, I mean, I'm not huge into it. You're a fucking loser. Ooh. Fine. Okay, so there's, there's two different projects which need a pilot. One is to fling themselves into the light dimension. <laughs> and one is just to go around the galaxy talking to people. Hathor, come with us. I, I want to have another... I want to have a pilot around so that I don't have to do the flying so I can get drunk. <laughs> Are you sure, Captain? I I really would love to throw myself into the light dimension. I feel hey, like I could be the first. Throw yourself into the light dimension if you like, but first, <laughs> first, I ask one thing of you. What's your backstory? Because <laughs> I know what your, your I know what your your backstory getting lost in the light dimension. No, oh my god! If this was a film, the absolute final line before the credits would be, "Please tell me your backstory." He opens his mouth and it just smash cuts into credits. <laughs> Oh, you should do God. that. It took, That's good. It took three movies before he said Avengers Assemble. Jeez. <laughs> That's true. Um, 
we could end there. Is there anything else? I'm just looking through the character lists. I know we're going to miss something. So we haven't, have Have we decided for a Babish resolution? No. Tell us about Babish, who somehow survived. I need to think, because it's been a while since I've controlled Babish. I'm like... We should poach him too. He's a cook. I need, I need to work out what does Babish want. But th- let's think about it, right? The ultimate recipe. Fake brains. <laughs> yeah, he could be in charge of making the uh, synthetic brain alternatives. <gasps> oh. but I can't believe it's not brains. I, yeah. I'm very into this. Um, yeah. Fucking eye zombie. This is, is, hey, how about you suck my dick, Chris? <laughs> is is the synthetic uh, a synthetic brain alternative a stopgap solution while we try and do the uh, the hive mind solution? Yes. I mean, even if. Even if Illith has joined the hive mind, some of them still enjoy the taste of brain yeah. and would like to eat it. So. Yeah, okay. so it's like tofu, but brain. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm now picturing brain food. the many, many misadventures of Babish trying to create fake brains and, oops, this set of fake brains had this unintended consequence because Babish. Do they have like flavors? Like you can get raspberry brain, chocolate brain. Vanilla brain. It'd be the intelligence or the personality of the people. It'd be like sad boy brain, uh, <laughs> uh, girl boss brain, uh, dumb jock brain. Oh, perfect. I love it. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's got to learn to synthesize entire personalities and perso- like types of people into food. Into a delicious thing that you could scoop like an ice cream onto a cone. <laughs> Does he start dressing like Guy Fieri? I'm. I was picturing more like a. Go- he goes a little bit Gordon Ramsay type, and he's doing a lot of shouting at people because their brains are just not up to scratch. Now I'm just thinking about Chopped. You know, if he has like employees and they all keep trying to use the ice cream machine and it never works. <laughs> <laughs> um, brain ice cream, brain ice cream. Yeah, I, 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 I think that's a nice. That's a nice place for him to go. Um, the only other thing I want to make sure happens is. Um, whether anyone else does or not, I, I I think Captain Melbeck would want to have some sort of funeral or memorial service for, for Ragnar particularly. Mm-hmm. In terms of picturing how this goes, I don't know how many other people I, I picture around, but I know that she, she would want to at some point have an opportunity to, to say some, say a goodbye to him, and I th- she'd just say something to the effect of, um, Ragnar, we met on... Not great terms. You tried to scam me into being a narc. It was not a great first impression. But I'm so glad I made a terrible decision by meeting you. Like, I made terrible decisions, and they led me to make a dearly good friend. So, thank you for trying to entrap me in (laughs) police legal nonsense, because... Without that, I wouldn't have met one of the nicest people I ever got the chance to meet. Like, when I met you all, all I wanted was to make a friend. And I did that. So thank you. I think Sasha's gonna get up there and say, Now we know that maybe not all cops are bad. Nope. A-cab. Before, before somebody takes me off the stage. <laughs> giant hook. It, that's, what I was, that's what I was gonna say! I, I, I'm just picturing that one vine of the sleeping police officer with the, the sign that says, uh, don't be racist. It's like, ah, the, what, we found the one good cop, he's sleeping. <laughs> yeah, just like the big hook comes, takes me off. <laughs> Interestingly, um, the only person who's 
ending seemed destined to be the worst drag uh you don't go to a torturous afterlife when you die you simply cease to exist yeah that's worked out for him that's fun uh which you know by i guess property of association is also what happened to Jacqueline, who as a soldier also would have gone there but this seems better yeah i suppose that depends on your views of the afterlife i that's fair It'd be so nice to not exist sometimes, you know? <laughs> Fucking mood, dude. <laughs> mood, dude. Yeah, big, big, forever sleep seems preferable to forever hell war. So, that's so much stress. So much stress. It's a lot of work. Oh, I know an NPC. What ha- what are- so Lala spends uh, her professional life guarding Cassius's time bubble. Does she, is she always creepily obsessed with you, Sasha? And do you not <laughs> ever tell her to stop? How does that work out? Um, I like to think we date. Uh-huh. Because, I mean, she already feel really good. She already likes me. She already knows all the bad parts because time travel. It's cool. Uh, and I guess we'll go on many moth dates. Go to a lot of uh, fireworks. Uh, maybe some bonfires, uh, a Christmas party, or I'm sorry, Wormsgiving party, anything with lights, really. So I think the last scene of the season is you're coming in from uh, some fireworks displays, you're holding a sparkler, you're on the sun, don't question it, I don't have time to explain how that works, <laughs> um, and you you're sit down in your office in Dagger Milk, and Ada comes over to you. Sits down and says, uh, how was your date, Sasha? Uh, it was good. I love fireworks. Yeah, on the sun, too. Wild, right? Yeah, double double the light. You guys really know how to light it up around here. <laughs> There's a lot of physics questions, which, woo boy, we could talk about all day, but we're not going to... Magic. Shh, well, yeah, that is the answer, ultimately. Um, so... so how's your baby? What's up? What's new with you, girl? Uh, so yeah, I mean, Ada tells you uh, her son's going great. He's in his pupa right now. He's growing into a, a full lepidopter, and we're all excited about it. Wow, I'm so proud of him. It's an awkward age when they can't move or talk or do anything but kind of turn into a, a goo, which reforms into an adult. Oh man, big mood. <laughs> Wouldn't you love that, just to turn into a goo for a while? Yeah. And in the background, you could see Leomora drag sneaking <laughs> in. <laughs> <laughs> to grab the Christmas. Don't steal the baby, you guys. <laughs> and the Home Alone series of traps she set up just for you, <laughs> for you for the fifth time this week. Anyway, so this seems like a pointed approach. What's up? Well, um, I was trying to give you some time to enjoy yourself, put your affairs in order, kick off the Illithid Hive Mind project, go on some dates, mourn, all that good stuff. Sounds like I have to do something. <laughs> I know how much you hate having to do something, but it is time. Time to what? To send the message. Oh, yeah. Hello, Sasha. I'm sexy mothman, Sasha. I'm imagining her doing it in a mirror. <laughs> practicing. <laughs> I'm like, I can do this. Get into the role. There are a hundred million, billion, quadrillion timelines out there, and each one is under threat from Cassius and the Maxwells, and... Every time Asasha reaches the end of her journey, 
she asks her Ada to send a message back to herself. And as far as I know, you're the first one to succeed. Every Sasha who came before you died fighting her best valiantly. But each time she gathered a little bit more information and flung that light into the future. Maybe we can do better this time. And then the next Sasha will send that message on and do even better and so on and so forth. And That's something to look forward to. I mean, I'm not the Sasha that did the best, but hopefully I can. Maybe the next Sasha won't lose so many allies. Can you imagine how smug the final Sasha will be when she knows everything of all the accumulated oh, Sasha? It's gonna be so insufferable. I'm sorry, everyone. Just the worst. I don't even want her to win. <laughs> hey, no kidding. Do you want your baby to get murdered by slugs? No, nobody wants. Oh my that. god. Okay. So, um, I guess start from the beginning. What do you want me to tell you? One, be nicer to Jacqueline. <laughs> okay. Two, be nicer to Olivia when she when you find out she's Invicta. Three, maybe you don't let them die. Four, we gotta save Ambassador Respect. He's he's pivotal to the whole thing. See, so you've already started lying. This is this is what's so great about the time travel thing. <laughs> no, I think that's perfect. That like that's perfect it's very me the one the, the first one that we know of to have succeeded not being able to explain how she did it that's great it's very on brand
us back on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Laura K. Buzz. Go spend your money on Laura. She's amazing. It's a website I enjoy. Patreon.com slash Laura K. Buzz. I go there. All the time. Every day. To support her and her independent journalisms. 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 I'm going to call them Jorblorbs. June! (laughs) Is that June? (laughs) Yeah, it sure was, buddy. June! 2017. (laughs) Bitch! 2025. No, uh... Season 12. I don't know. I don't want to know what 2025 Lauren is up to. Oh, we'll both be extremely dead. Oh, well, that's nice. But not from anything tragic. We'll both flung ourselves into the sun. It'll be very funny. Or like eating too much pie or something. <laughs> like that one possum in the donut shop. Or lasagna. Anyways, it's June. Wow. We have credits because it's June now. It is. This is going to be the credits for both the finale of season five, the beginning of season six, and anything we publish in between. So it's a very auspicious credits. We better not ruin it by talking about dying. Anyways. <laughs> Executive producers for June 2019 are... You don't have the list up, do you? Bitch, I do. I was trying to give you the first name, but never mind. Oh. A Bozog blew my cover five to stay alive. We must kick into overdrive. Uh, is this going to be... Did they get together and make only Power Rangers references this month? Is that what's happening? I don't know, but I did retweet the tweet saying we were contractually obligated to say anything they send. That's self-sabotaging behavior. You really should talk to your therapist about that. A nudist druid, also known as a nuded. <laughs> it sounds like nuted, like Pingu. Nude, nude. A werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand. Aaron Palavin. Abigail Grace. Adrian Y. Aftershock, conduit of a jumping spider with water droplet hat. Aki Savalainen. Albert West. Aliyah. Alex Vepra. Allison the Purple, conduit of unseen, half-finished fan art stash itself. Release them. Release the documents. An otter fleeing from a relentless Roomba. Oh, can you imagine the noises? I feel like y'all think otters are a lot less hardcore than they are. And they're murder tubes. Andrew Birmingham. Andrew Feje, conduit of causing infinite shame itself. Probably because I keep saying your name wrong. I'm so sorry. Andrew Grothen. Andrew R. Andy Harkins. Anna. Anna, conduit of procrastination. Same. Anthony, patron of Dora. Arachnavolt, keeper of the credit prison and sentinel of E3 hype. Fear me. George, you hear about the George R. R. Martin game from the makers of Dark Souls? Gonna be lit. Oh. <laughs> you don't care. <laughs> Arcanist of... Ralea. It's from the H.P. Lovecraft story uh, Call of Cthulhu. It's a city where Online, lies... Tre- there's a little TM in the middle. Oh, well, yeah, it's because the conversion you know this i know but it just amuses me archibald h cactus that sounds like something you would name an animal on the show it really really does arja limite arjan de Koning. ash the girl with the big gay for lauren hey <laughs> oh no don't encourage her aubrey hunter austin new yorkski okay <laughs> Austin, your ski conduit of good boy itself. See, why can't everyone just acknowledge that I'm trying? Austin! When is the next one shot? Isaac, conduit of gavel, gavel, gavel. I mean, literally, this could be on the, this credit's gonna be on the end of a one shot, so I feel like you played yourself, Isaac. 
Austin calmly let him mention <laughs> fingering one time and releasing the horny. <laughs> that was the seal. I broke it. Now everything is horny. Now they know. Backwards of conduit. Sparkle. Beef swelling tin. Conduit of meat. For the audience, I definitely just edited out a really gross noise I made thinking about meat. Uh, Leave it in, you coward. <laughs> BJ, conduit of miniature giant space hamsters. Before we continue, I gotta say, I got tiny nips. <laughs> I'm so glad. That's that. not Lauren speaking, by the way. I'm so glad you had to read that one. Benedict Cumbersnatch, conduit of cuke thievery. Big fan of space, both outer and personal. Uh, yeah. Blue six. Bonus. Bootyful snails. <laughs> Get the snails out of there! That's not where they go. Brent, still every episode of Dice Funk. Goatly. You didn't read Brady, conduit of failed murder. I'm done with his failed murder. Oh, damn. Callum, fuck yeah, it's Pride Month. Turner. That also. <laughs> That also explains why Ragnar died in the finale. Spoilers for the episode you just listened to is because there's no cops at Pride. Hell yeah! Cameron Avis! Can anybody suck Lauren's dick or is it invitation only asking and then it gets cut off but presumably asking for a friend? Listen, just DM me. Uh, no, don't. This is... Nope, it's not appropriate. Get, uh, Everything's uh, appropriate. Candace underscore listen to Dice Funk underscore Starling. And I probably should have pronounced those but I was flustered. Jared one. Charlie Chalkley said not for whom him's penis breaks, it breaks for thee. Chris! Conduit of bad decisions walling. Christ man. Every time I do anything, that's Austin's response. <laughs> <laughs> Christ man. Christopher Charlow. Coho blast. Damn. Conrad's cat Clemens shows up to recording but can't even get a mention. That's because Conrad's cat Clemens behaves and unlike your goblins doesn't shriek through every recording. Hey, you would shriek too. <laughs> if I was trapped in your very bad house. Hey. <laughs> You're a terrible, awful, no good house. Coram thinks that Harbor Master is a brilliant sci-fi webcomic. I can't dispute that, so... Cosmignon Conduit is... <laughs> oh, she's just... It's one of those, huh? Counterfeit. Sierra Saldana. I also feel like of... you didn't do justice to Cosmignon Conduit of Stardust. You were just trying to talk over me instead of appreciating the very good art. Cosmignon knows I love her. Sierra Saldana, prophet of RN Jesus. Q, I appreciate you. Yes, you. Cumber. 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 Dandy Snuff. Cumber. Cumber. Daria, conduit of pizza. David, conduit of thanking Chris. Donning Frost. Chris. Chris. Did you shake your fist at the sky when you said it? Yes. I did not lie to you. Donning Frost. Dennis Pancake Detlefson. Devin, conduit of evolution. Don Johnston. Don't you know that Pornhub is a real thing, you degenerate? Seriously. Is that a. The porn on Tumblr was GIF, so if you want to. Rub one out sneakily with no sound. Dorian, conduit of devotion. Dr. Tao. Dr. Goatman. Dr. Ixis. Is it? Is it? Physics. Dragon in the server room. Dylan and Rill and the dog listening on a lazy Sunday morning. Also dishes. You guys have a lot of dishes. <laughs> Dylan, conduit of big skeleton booty. How would a skeleton even have a booty? He's dummy thick and he's clacking, clacking, clacking. <laughs> <laughs> INRJ, kobolds are the doggos of D&D, &D, change my mind. 
Kobolds are traditionally doggos, but D&D changed them to lizards early in their history, and it's, it's a major departure from most lore. Acorn. Did I change your mind? I feel like she's just moving on. Elder brain. Conduit of gooey goo, chew-chewing, fizz-whiz, biz- Oh, no, they really got me this week. That's uh, why I let you do that one. Wash buzz-whiz, because his fuzz. Elder dog. Oh. They love to sleep. Elderlygoose.com. Conduit of the shameless plug. Hold on. Uh- we got to make sure that's not Tumblr porn. Is it Tumblr porn? No, because Tumblr doesn't have any porn, so it'd just be regular porn. Nope, it is a real site. It works, and it's not full of porn, so I checked. Good. Eleanor Nonante sees Periton. Eline! Happy Pride! Hell yeah! Elizabeth Jackalope. Elusive Lily. Fuck. <laughs> Emma. Moose is neither rat nor fish. Horse, goat, sheep, uh, rabbit, uh, shark. Uh, hippo. I'm getting too big, but I'm just naming all the animals. Emma Morant. And Diego Vandan. Vandane. Vandane. Ennui itself. Arwen Lagadec. Ethan Lawrence. Evie Conduit of Triad Elemental Pugilist. Is that a video game? Excelaris. Hold on. Never. Oh, no, it's a, it's a class for, it's a D&D class. Oh. An Unearthed Arcana? Anyway, it's a magic punch. Oh. Okay, now go. Extellaris! Fabian got that dank. Fire me out the sun gun straight into the sun sun. Pew! Same. Florian H. Francois V. Frank Sands. Grimlock. Guinevere Cummings. Afflor Grenderson, first of his name, born of fire and brimstone were deep. Harley Astor. Harrison Andrew. Harry, conduit of dying for objectivists. Bitch me too, the fuck. It was almost everyone in the finale. Can you believe he survived? There was a, I guess there was only a 10% chance of him getting shot, but can you I, imagine? I would have. I would. We wouldn't be friends anymore. That's fair. Hedron Master. Help! The pigeons are conspiring against me. They would do that. Hey, you. Yes, you. You're valid. Jerry F. Hi, Jerry. Hi. Oh no, him penis broke, but I don't care because him butthole works. <laughs> oh god, I'm so glad you're getting to read all those kinds tonight, huh? How do I make friend? Regards, conduit of social football. Hunter Howland. Hustle Bones. Ian Morgan. If you ain't a Christian, I'm gonna stab you in the face. If it ain't, but. I feel like I'm being tested on my hip hop lyric knowledge. This is like the third time. Ingmar Gremmen. Ink drop conduit of ooze. I shipped the both of you. Isaac, conduit of Tux the Penguin. (gasps) Who is Tux? (laughs) That's all she cares about now. This is going to be the next five episodes. Congratulations. I can't read the next one because Umlauts. It's just nonsensical characters. Ah, It looks like Kayak, but in like spooky text. Jade's Seven Sexy Snake Sisters. James Neely? I did it like that on purpose. Janiac, conduit of ensnared by tentacles. Fucking hell. You want to you, <laughs> <laughs> you you read? need me to take this one for you, buddy? Yeah, dog, please. Janiac, conduit of ensnared by tentacles, oozed on and rubbed vigorously. Jared, conduit of, well, actually, mansplaining. Jasper, conduit of fluffy pride. Hell yeah! Jay Logan, conduit of queerness itself. Happy pride! Jayish wizard, the wizard of Jay. Jealous goddess. Jess. John Carey, but not that one. John Potts. 
Johnny's number three fan. Obviously, Leon and myself are one and two. Oh. John Barnett, conduit of always trying to catch up, but never quite. <laughs> never quite making it, I assume. Joseph Tombrello. Josie, conduit of the dragon hatched next door. Juman Jack. Julian Phillips, conduit of Kaizen. Just a jester. Justin, conduit of pain you cause only makes me stronger, Austin. <laughs> Jorgen knows how to pronounce Ederkop in Norwegian. I was still right about it being a hobbit thing. Uh-huh, check the tapes. I supported you. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not getting owned on this one. You're always getting owned on everyone. Caster UK. Kate, conduit of semi-regular regret. Right there with you, buddy. Kiefer Lowe. Keith, conduit of Prozac. Oh my god, same. Kaladri, she who dreams of the fiery queer revolution. Ooh. Keller Automat! Ken, conduit of finally writing this goddamn PhD dissertation. Ken Toweroy. Kenteroy? Kevin Dobbins. Kidney, a beholder in a snazzy hat. Spoiler for a season six character. Killer Cotton Shizno. Kaniko fan. Kitty Foe. Not Thing. Kodiak and Luke Albuquerque, conduit of good, good belly rubs. Christina, conduit of gay trans lepidopterans and bozogs at pride. Kicks and flaps for everyone. Hell yeah. Criterion, conduit of Caleb is my boy. Kyle Basvik. Kyle, president of the Drop Goodwood fan club. Lana Seawolf, lady of bones. Lauren's duckling. Lauren Cates, conduit of a moist, fleshy, pulsating Maxwell slug bozog. You got to say all the words you like. Okay, hold on. Low-key, low-key, tattooing no regrets. Is Moose a cactus? (laughs) (laughs) That would be quite a plot twist if Moose was a cactus. It would be a real bamboozle. Ludovico Limited. Luke Powers. Luther the villain, conduit of insolence. Mmm, Joe. The Cult of Gorfanax. Master Rank Dreams of Electric Sheep. Matt Collier. Matt Lackett is grateful for Dice Funk and New Century. Two excellent podcasts. <laughs> I like how even when we know what they're trying to say, we cut it off dramatically. I think it's uh, good for the jokes. Matthew B. Hare. Matthew Schultz. Maximum Sideboob 4, son of Sideboob. <laughs> Chris, is that you? The set does sound like Chris. Uh-huh. Imagine Conduit binging 20 episodes to catch up with the finale. It would shorten the amount of time you're in agony from all the sadness. Oh, that's true. Melbent. Melissa, Conduit of Loving Joel. Melissa Nielsen. Mel Tyke, Ponduit. Ponduit. You want to just start the credits over? <laughs> no, I'm I'm on I'm, I'm on fire, bitch. Mel Tyke, Ponduit of Bad Jokes. Michael Groman. Groman? Nobody knows. Michael Hall. It's Michael Hall. <laughs> Michael Minkler. Conduit of Fisher Fitz Fritch. Fisher? Fisher? I think it's Michelle Minkler. Oh, that makes sense. Michelle. Michelle. Michelle Minkler. Conduit of Fisher Fritz Fished Fish. Fish. Midlife right. Stasis. Mike Draws. Miko from Finland. Miles and Rose. Conduits of Yin and Yang. Modified Matthew. Morgan Rapp. Mr. Willie, Phoenix Steven, Lesbian Seagull, Pooh Bear Shaker. My personal favorite patron. <laughs> <laughs> he tricked me. My personal favorite patron, Matt Luce. <laughs> patron. Patron. I'm sorry. My Valentine's postmodern artist, Cy Twombly. 
Namita Aneskins, conduit of failure itself. Nathaniel Homan. Nicholas Dominic. Nicole Woodruff. Nina Person. Oi, Austin, right? That Ashley is a fucking knife. Paye Robjerk, or is it Palais? I, mm-hmm. You're Paye now. <laughs> we're not renaming people, we're just American. Pangolin is shook. Paul Mullen. Pineapple. Pixel Fool. Please call me Ashley. Yes, just Ashley. Pocket Sundial. Preston Bowers. Professor Husband Fizzlebang. Philosophy. Philosophy, yeah. Philosophy, goddamn. <laughs> Professor Husband Fizzlebang. Philosophy of Hallucination Department at Shardpoint. If you listen closely, you can literally hear us getting stupider. <laughs> As we, we lose our literal yeah. ability to read in the middle of the show. Pruitt Holcomb. Puck, conduit of large ambitions but poor follow through. Puck, how did you get in my brain? Random, conduit of would you like a hug? I feel like we need one now. I do. Resume Azura. Robert Dakin. R- Robert E. Calf Baker definitely forgot to change his username last month. Reminder, uh, we, we try to record after the 5th. On the 5th is usually when the Patreon stuff updates, so. Rowlet uses roundness. It's super effective. It is effective on me. Yes. Ryan Power. S. Kearney. Hedgehog. Wait, they got me. <laughs> mm-hmm. S. Kearney. Hodgehag Space Warlock. Mm-hmm. That's another one. We start calling them Hodgehags. I like Horcheg best. Salad Child. Sam Stanowitz. Sean Lyons Burke. Sean, the host of Funked Up Plays. Simmons, Conduit of Harder Slatty. <laughs> Shane Sedgwick. <laughs> Shard Point is Bees. Shane Ware, check out Embalmed Apple to support a new creator. You have to listen to the credits with like a notepad so you can just take notes of everything everyone's recommending in here. Shocking Link, Eater of the Concept of Concepts. Sin Milk Todd. Tom, sorry, I got it. That's my porn name. Sin Sin Milk Milk Tom. Tom. (laughs) (laughs) No explanation needed. Sir Octopus, Conduit of Chivalrous Cephalopods. Socialism is party cohesion and Soviet power. Space Ogre is Star Shrek. How did we go 38 episodes and not make that joke? What's wrong with me? We fucked up. Squid Caps, a conduit of titty-loving gremlins. That's just you. Oh, well, I'm very vain, so I love other titties in my own. Wow. <laughs> Starlight Glimmer did nothing wrong. Did, did she, though? I have no idea. I think it's a My Little Pony thing. Stefan Lund, the greatest stain, conduit of the great stain. <laughs> I don't know where that accent came from, but I was really into it. I just felt like rolling my R. Sternad, conduit of consonants. Sure are, buddy. Sydney Marsing. Syretha says, everyone should watch Tuca and Birdie on Netflix. See? It's nothing but recommendations. This is this is the replacement for word funk. <laughs> <laughs> Tales of Inquiry. Tara, conduit of terrible pun. Fuck. I love it. The cast of Dungeons the Gathering. The murderous penguin who secretly lives in your sock drawer. The Possum Kingdom Liberation Insurgency. The Precursor. That sounds like a horror movie. It is. It has oh, to be. it is? No, I have no idea, but one assumes. Oh, the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Marietta, Georgia. Tim Lutton. Toby Gleason Stack. 
Toshirakuru, conduit of knowing better than to question Lauren. <laughs> Finally, somebody. <laughs> Lauren's been looking her whole life for you, Toshirakuru. Somebody validate just... <laughs> me. <laughs> exactly. Shut up and listen. Trace Marson. Transient passerby. Trevor S. It's my twenty-first birthday. Can't get a yeet. Yeah. Yeah yeet. Yeah yeet. Yeah. Happy birthday. Get drunk. Or not, it's up to you. Unless you take medication, or you don't like alcohol, and then eat a lot of cake, or whatever it is you like to do. Just do crack like a normal person. Whoa. Shyness. Vigar <laughs> Arnston. Victoria Molita, conduit of quietness. Victoria Valentine. Vinny, conduit of eating too many edibles. We've both been there. Busy Huggles, keep up the great work, y'all. Vulture King Mike, conduit of putrescent rotten flesh. Oh, I'm glad you got that one. Renshi, now that introductions are done, how are you? I'm going to be honest with you, Renshi, it's been quite an ordeal recording this one for some reason. I'm having a great time. <laughs> I'm happy for you. Zephosaurus. Yeah. Z23619. Zoltar the Viking Death Metal Caterpillar, conduit of retribution. I want to meet this caterpillar. Caterpillar. I forgot to say caterpillar for a second. <laughs> it happens. Zun and you. Thanks for playing. And we did it. That's June 2019 for the show. The people who make it, you're probably asking, how can I support them? Well, it's simple. There's patreon.com slash lawyerkbuzz. That's where she is. She's back on Patreon. She left the site that we will no longer name to support them. I don't know <laughs> if that's reasonable I'm sure or not. it's fine, but she's not there, so do we care? Yeah, no. it's not in our interest anymore to even say their name. It's patreon.com slash laurakbuzz now. She's doing live streams. She's doing articles. She's doing podcasts. Or, you know, you don't have to even, you don't have to look or listen to any of it if you just want to give her money. That's fine, too. Honestly, no one's checking. There's not Patreon cops. Yeah, like... Just give her money. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm at patreon.com slash Austin Yorsky. You know what it is. Patreon.com slash of horse. That's uh, Conrad's project. Weekly manga recap is the name of Chris's. He recaps manga monthly. Patreon.com slash weekly manga recap. Sketch is bandcamp.sketch.com. Sketch slash slash underscore sketch.bandcamp slash camped up and yeah plus minus sketch. I'm here sometimes. Mm hmm. I don't do anything, but you can just send me money if you want to. Yeah, the description of this episode has the link, paypal.me slash rargalicious. Oh, that's very thoughtful of you. It's been in there for a while. You didn't notice. I did, and I just keep forgetting to tell you I appreciate it, because I'm... You bamboozled me. Yeah, I notice things. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, iTunes is going away, so who gives a shit about iTunes anymore? It is. Google Play, you got to keep up on the tech news lauren this is our tech podcast yeah itunes is getting fucking owned uh there's cats and we gotta talk about conrad's cats because somebody <laughs> was very upset about it you can't download our podcast on cats uh google play podbean youtube uh there's a lot of places you can rate and comment and sh- share you dial the belly like a phone and then the cat plays the podcast <laughs> <laughs> Does, do cat bellies really need like a spokesperson i feel like they're pretty universally enjoyed well i think a lot of people are afraid of being attacked but you just gotta go for it anyway lauren says literally covered head to toe in scars where's it <laughs>